0: Yo, Clock Dodgers, check it out. I got a special offer for you guys, all right? So, when you guys use the No Halftime app that you're downloading either off of your Android device in the Google Play Store or you're using it off an of iPhone that you downloaded in the iTunes Store um, or even at nohalftime.com, you can download it there if it makes it easier. Um, once you get on there, you use the promo code CLOCK, C L O C K, and you're getting your free $10. You got your family, your friends, everybody's playing it. Um, you know, your $10 is there instantly. As you know, it doesn't trickle in over time. This is an instant thing. Um, and you and we're all in there having fun, right? Baseball season's here, basketball's in the playoffs. So everything is, is a bunch of fun, intense, good challenges that I see on there every day. It's loaded with challenges. So you guys have been awesome. But here's the thing. Here's, here's a special thing from Clock Dodgers. If you guys right now email, no halftime, let them know, feedback, tell them how great the app is, how you're enjoying it, whatever the case may be. Or you make your first deposit on there of your own money, $10 or however, you know, however much you want to put in there, you can put a hundred in and, uh, go ahead and ball out. Um, once you do one of those two things, they're going to send you a free t-shirt. Okay. So that's what that's what it's about right they're 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 good people they're good guys if you contact them if you ever need anything i mean let's not even talk about their customer service um how how uh how friendly they are if you email them hit them up on twitter these guys are awesome right so they're awesome people and that's why i've decided to work with them and and they're here you know sponsoring the podcast so please guys hit them up Get your free t-shirt. Get your free $10. And tell your family and friends, guys, everybody can use this. Everyone can use it. Clock. C-L-O-C-K. Clock Dodgers. No halftime. Let's get it. Let's go ahead and start the conversation. I have a great, great podcast plan for you guys. Let's go.
1: Get not going with them. are not going with them.
0: we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game, we're talking about practice. Down goes,
1: Fraser, down goes You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast.
0: Clock Dodgers Podcast. All right, everybody, you are officially listening to episode 15 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. I am your host, Neil, and today we are going in deep into the MMA waters uh, with none other than Gorgeous George from MMAJunkie.com. He's also the host of MMA Junkie Radio on Sirius XM. Um, before we get into it, uh, anything else really, um, I do want to welcome you to the show, George. Also, I know it's belated, but happy birthday to your mother. Uh, How was Vegas today, man?
1: Things are great. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with you here for the next hour or so, however long it takes for you to get sick of me. (laughs) Vegas is a blast, and last night was a lot of fun. You know, thank you for those wishes towards my mother. She got a lot of love from when I posted some pics on social media. She said, as long as I'm with you guys, I'll do whatever, and so rather than dinner and a cake and, you know, or dinner at home, things we've we've done, you know, over the past years, she just wanted to do something different, so we surprised her and took her to the Manny Pacquiao fight.
0: Oh, wow. Well, hey, that's a birthday gift anybody would love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, picture a 73-year-old lady that's never been to really much combat sports. I mean, she's our mother. She knows we're involved in it. Right. She's never been to a UFC. She went to an amateur MMA show once, and she liked it, but, you know, all the blood and a little bit too much for her. So I think it was basically a one and done. But I knew that. Boxing at the MGM, you know, as as grand as they make boxing for Pacquiao fights and Mayweather fights, I thought it'd just be a cool experience for her to see. You know, everybody gets all, well, not everybody, but a lot of people get all decked out and make a big, they like to make their big entrances and stuff like that. So I knew she'd get a kick out of people watching with us. Yeah. And seeing the Filipinos root on Pacquiao and, you know, everybody else root on
0: Bradley. Yeah, I can imagine what you mean. Like everyone, there's a lot of people, like you said, all dolled up and and classy and everything and fancy. So it's definitely a different atmosphere than MMA, of course. Um, so that's that's oh, super yeah. that's super yeah. cool, man. Yeah, hey, my birthday when it comes around, I'm, you know, I'm I'm ready for whatever boxing, no, whatever boxing match you want to bring me to. <laughs> what's, what what's your birthday? January first. January first. Well,
1: it'll probably have to be MMA or something yeah. like that because boxing is. I don't think I hear it much around uh end of the year or beginning of the year that's more about college football, football yeah football martial
0: arts yeah that's when they got to start start building all over again building up the storyline so probably don't have much then
1: <laughs> Yep. I hear so you.
0: i mean so we just finished uh watching ufc fight night 86 and that was about a little over an hour ago um so there was some pretty good fights i mean honestly for like you know for a sunday uh afternoon um, you know, not a big main event or nothing, but Junior Dos Santos, I mean, versus, uh, Ben Rothwell, uh, it was an interesting fight. It seemed like really, uh, Junior put on a kind of a clinic though, a boxing clinic on him, uh, to end, you know, Ben's four fight win streak. Rothwell, you know, was boxed to death. He didn't really ever seem like he came, you know, came out of his shell in that one. He didn't really ever get comfortable. Um, what, what do you think this does for Junior Dos Santos? I mean, do you feel like do you, do, do you see a title shot ever coming in his chances again, or do you think he's never going to really get a hold of that again?
1: Well, now that things are opened up, you know, when Kane was ruling the world, you had to figure that Junior DeSantos was really up against, you know, his back was to the wall because he lost twice to the champs, and the last two times were very convincing. But now that Fabrizio Verdun won, and the fact that Fabrizio was not fighting Cain Velasquez, I think things get opened up a bit. And if you go back about seven years, Junior DeSantos, he debuted in the UFC by knocking uh, Verdum out. So you have that, he has that going for him. He's beating the current champion. The current cha- Usually a current champion wants to get a loss off their record, so I'm pretty sure Verdum would be warm to that idea. It's just a matter of can Santos get on a roll. And last year he fought Alistair Overeem. Didn't look good despite the loss. I mean, even if he would have won, he still he didn't look good in that fight. Neither guy really looked that great. But eventually Overeem did get the KO so you gotta give him the credit. Uh so, you know, now when when that happened, that opened things up for Steve Miocic, who whom uh, Junior DeSantis had had defeated. Right. And with Ben Rothwell picking up steam and now Alex Overeem back in the running, I think Junior was just kinda cast aside. But this was a great win. And it should teach us all a lesson. And I'm just I'm just as guilty of this, you know, as anybody else. When a fighter loses a couple of pivotal matchups and he gets starched, he gets damaged, I think a lot of us like to run to the computer and say, that's it, he's broken right. never again. His best days are behind him, you know. He's washed up. I don't do it as much as others do, but I, I guess I'd have to plead guilty that I try have made a comment like that before. Um, what happens is, is you know, is I think he just this is one of the elite athletes who actually took his loss serious learned from it went out there and addressed it i mean he came in great shape he uh, brought his old boxing coach back he's training that american top really, team right yeah yeah he's getting looks at american top team but he brought his, his old boxing coach Luis doria back into the mix and so together that with that and what we saw there you know with the preview shows he was working with former heavyweight champion uh, michael moore in boxing he just really, you know, he, he got a newfound confidence, and he went up against a, a beast in Ben Rothwell. Yep. But he was too quick. He was accurate. And just over the course of time, Rothwell couldn't get his hands on him. So he, to answer your question, and I'm the worst at this, man. I'm long-winded sometimes. So stop <laughs> okay. me, honestly, I'm going to keep going. But, but uh, G- Junior DeSantos is is back in. Now, he's not number one. Kane's going to be fighting Travis Brown. If he wins, I think he'll, they'll give him to the winner of Miocic and Verdun. And then I think Alistair O'Reilly who got the win over Junior DeSantos. He's he's now there. But other than that, I think DeSantos is is probably like the number two guy, number three guy.
0: Yeah, like you said, you'll think he'll probably have to string you know together a couple of victories to get another title shot. I just thought it was funny at the uh after the fight when he said like I don't know exactly the words he used but he was like, you know, don't worry about jujitsu and wrestling and all that, you know, it's my boxing. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he said that because he did you know he boxed he boxed Ben Rothwell to death man and and Ben Rothwell like I said he's a guy that's coming in off a win streak um I mean he didn't knock him out or nothing but he, he put him up against the you know the the edge there pretty you know pretty often so um like you said he probably has to put some wins together before he gets a title shot especially after the loss to Overeem and stuff but it's interesting to see you know, him come back and, and fight back, like you said, through the doubters, which a lot of people have, you know, kind of cast him aside, um, especially after all the battles with Kane and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's good. It's I always like to see that, you know, that second hurrah, that second, you know, second shot at something, that redemption. So it's good to see him uh, you know, kind of bounce back from that and then we'll see where it goes, you know, we'll see where it takes him. Um, yeah.
1: Make no mistake, not everybody get not everybody can do it. But no. the elite athletes can I you know, they're honest with themselves. They can come back from a two-fight losing streak or a devastating loss or, you know, and turn things around. So I'm really happy for Junior Santos. I'm gutted for Ben Rothwell. Ben Rothwell's a guy that visited our studio a couple times last year and spent a lot of time with us. And we have our annual annual Junkie junkie gathering. and he made a surprise visit to a a party that we had in the fleet. So he took pictures with everyone. He drank with us. He partied with us. It was a really good time. And when you – he kind of crossed that line, and and uh, you know, kind of become friends with these guys. you take these losses just as just as hard as you know, as, as their most hardcore fans. Right. So this one, honestly, as much as I liked Junius Santos, because for a while he was one of my favorite favorite guys. Just Ben Roswell, um, he really went like almost to the top of the list with me and with with uh, Nation. So I'm sure. I'm sure, we're going to take a lot of phone calls on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about this. Now we're going to see what Ben Rothwell made out of. You know, he's he made a comeback before, and I think he can do it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would be lying if I said I wasn't rooting for Ben. I was rooting for him in this match, and and, and we seen, you know, we seen JDS turn around, and and there's no reason why you know to think Ben Rothwell couldn't do the same thing. So, um, certainly, you know, he'll get another good fight after this to you know a chance to redeem himself, and we all hope that he does. Um, and, and like i said i was rooting for him this fight so it was kind of you know kind of sad to see him lose but it's kind of you know it's hard not to root for everybody sometimes you know when you like all the guys <laughs> it's like it's hard not to you know although one story is sad for the guy you feel good for the other guy so i think i think both still have you know has something left in them though for sure so there's no no saying goodbye to either of these guys um and, and, and saying goodbye um you know goodbye to gonzaga man lewis put him out right um I, I, I'm kind of curious with with Derek Lewis because, you know, it seems like the guy keeps getting better. Um, he hasn't really—I wouldn't say he's knocked out a bunch of big-time guys or any, or anything to that effect. But do you, do you think he's someone that the division um, that he could become a problem within the division? Is someone that we should be looking out for moving forward, or is this just kind of a you know a matchup situation that he's getting just the right guys to kind of build him up a little bit? Uh,
1: a good question. We haven't really seen the ground game tested on Derek Lewis. Right. I think he's just getting by with athleticism and brute strength and power. Gonzaga had an opportunity there. He took him down in the first minute of the first round, so the bodies were dry. He had four minutes to work his jiu jitsu. And, and Gonzaga's got a high level of jiu jitsu, you know? And like the guys were commenting, Eve Edwards and Tyrone Woodley on, on the post fight show. Gonzaga didn't make him pay for that. Nope. Eventually, when Lewis found his way back to the feed, he had a decided advantage because he had the speed and the power, and he messed up Gonzaga. So, uh, I, you know, you're right. If you look at Lewis's record, I think he won five of his past six. But the two that he lost to are Jordan and Mitrione, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Those are That's not the elite of the heavyweight division. So he still has more ways to go and more to prove. But in the meantime, what he is doing is he's dispatching of everyone they put in front of him. Not skating by. There's no controversy with the judges or anything. I mean, he's blasting them. So he's getting better, and he is taking advantage of some of these matches by making statements. A lot of people are on the Derek Lewis bandwagon, including uh, us truly.
0: Do you think it's too soon? I've seen him calling out Roy Nelson. Do you think it's too soon for him to do that? Do you think that's a bad idea?
1: No, not at all. I think that's right about the perfect step. Uh, Nelson's probably, what, top 10, top 15, depending on what rankings you look at. And, you know, uh, he's got a a good ground game himself. So, you know, there's definitely ways where Nelson can win, and and Lewis will have to button up to continue to button up his his grappling, his overall grappling. But, you know, Nelson likes to trade, so it'll be a good show. It'll be a great fight stylistically for Lewis and the fans.
0: Yeah. I, I, like I said, I mean, like, like, and I agree with you. He hasn't, you know, I think Gonzaga has to be probably his biggest win of his career. And and like you said, he had his chance to capitalize and he didn't. So, you know, L- L- Lewis has beaten the guys that you put in front of him, I guess, lately. So you can't really knock him for that. I know they're not, um, like you said, the big names. Some of the, even some of the guys who have beat him weren't that you know weren't the top guy so um you know he's he's got some he's got some room obviously to grow clearly but you know even like you said the guys on the post you know fight show were kind of ranting and raving about him so i was just curious to you know where where you felt you know his, his direction was going obviously um so sw- switching from heavyweight and not, and not guys that fought today, but fights that are coming up, um, the, the the best light heavyweight in the world, in my opinion, of course, and, and many of people's opinion, is John Jones. So he's not getting to fight Cormier now because of Cormier pulling out due to the injury, and so uh, Saint Pru Saint Prue was put in there to take his place. Do you think? Um, That I I I seen somewhere that Jones was saying that he's not taking the fight lightly. Um, you know Saint Prix is very uh, talented. He's not to be. You know, it's not just any other fight. Do Do you think there's any chance at all that when we're watching this fight, we see anyone other anyone else's hand besides John be raised? I mean, is it, you know, really speaking? I mean, is there any chance of that ever happening right now?
1: Yeah, there's a chance. (laughs) Well, there's always a chance, right? (laughs) He's very talented. Layoff or no, um, off the off the. I was about to say off the field, but out of the cage troubles or not, he's still probably the most talented guy that's ever fought in our sport. Mm-hmm. But you know, he uh because well for one, everybody's thought of something, man, and everyone's a live dog at some point, you, you know, and and Ovinta is beating some tough guys. Nobody on the level of, of John Jones, but I mean pretty close.
0: Yeah, super athletic. He's, he's
1: beaten a couple of top top ten guys, so we have to give him credit for that. Uh, he can crack you hard enough that he can wobble you, knock you out, and he's got, you know, some reach. Just the same way Jones gives others trouble with with his reach, well, he's got some reach, he's got some explosion and athleticism. He can cover a lot of ground when he throws punches and kicks. So all that said, he does have a glaring hole on the ground. Uh, John Jones takes him to the ground. You know, and John Jones gets busy with those elbows It could be a long night for Ovin St. Cruz, But, um, man, I don't know if it'll get to the ground I mean, it, if it does, I don't know if it'll get to the ground early I think it'll be fun to watch these guys stand and trade And we'll see, that's when Ovin St. Cruz's best chance will be is Early, early in the fight and uh, on the feet
0: Yeah, i seen that um, DC and his camp were like offering You know, for Ovin to come over there and train with them And all this kind of stuff Did you hear anything that he took that offer up on that offer or no? No, he declined it. He declined it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: right away he declined it. You know, respectfully, he appreciated yeah. it. And who knows if even Cormier was serious, but um, he declined it. He's going to stick with his team and do his thing. And, you know, the the plain truth of the matter is if Ovinci and Crew did do it and he went down there, I mean, he'd be giving D.C. a first-hand look at at. His preparations, you know, and if Ovin St. Preux were to win that fight, I mean, that probably makes him the number one contender.
0: Right, that's true. And
1: and now D.C. would have gotten a a good look at that. So I think it was just, you know, a a ploy, a statement on D.C.'s part, and I think Ovin St. Preux probably read through it.
0: Right. Now I'm just kind of, I mean, not, not that anything is wrong with St. Pru like you said, he's, he's a worthy opponent, but I'm just so bummed man, that we didn't get to see Anthony Johnson. I really wanted that to happen. And, and when DC, you know, backed out because of the injury, I just thought it's here, it's happening. Rumble is going to fight, you know, John Jones. And then I guess they said he had dental work or something to do dental surgery. Um, that, that really disappointed me, man. Cause I think if anybody is going to cause John some real fits, I, I, for some reason I think it's rumble. I don't know. I know you know he's been beat by DC and, and and DC lost to John, but I just feel like he he's a big matchup problem for John as far as all that power. It's just that one you know he just needs that one good shot on you. Um, do you think at some point we're gonna get that fight, or is it just did we just lose the chance?
1: No, it's inevitable. That's not a deep division, and you saw how close we were. If he hadn't done yeah. that dental procedure, then we may have had that fight. So it's just a matter of time. Rumble lost his chance to be a champion when he lost to Cormier last May and then he went out there and starched Brian Bader. And uh, he you know, he's exciting. People wanna see him compete for the title. He hasn't fought John Jones. So if John Jones wins, I have to believe that that's the next fight, AJ versus John Jones. I know Jones wants two other things. I think he said AJ and two other fights, excuse me. AJ and Alex Gustafson for the second time. Even though it beat even though he beat him. Right. He wants to make a statement against them, so he wants those two fights, and then I, I truly believe he will go to heavyweight.
0: Do, do you? Okay, so we'll go to heavyweight. That's interesting. Um, man, that that'd be really interesting if he goes to heavyweight. Um, okay, so so do you think if he goes to heavyweight, he's instantly? Do you think they instantly give him a shot? Kind of like, you know, like you would think they would give a con or something. Do you think they would give him a shot instantly at a title, or is that something he had to earn?
1: It's tough to read nowadays because if Jones were to beat Ovince. Oh, and then Cormier and Johnson, shit, I guess he's got a few more fights left. <laughs> so let's just say in this run he goes 4-0 and he looks great and his pay-per-view numbers go through the roof, then, yeah, I think he gets the automatic shot Yeah, he deserves it, you know? A, that status is greatest of all time. How do you deny him that? Yeah. But if he, um, you know, if there's more off the uh, off the field problems and, you know, maybe he's getting by decisions or, Maybe there's lulls, you know, injuries or something like that. In the meantime, let's say the heavyweight division just starts to pick up some and He may have to wait. You know, it's all about timing. and It's all about what you bring to the table. But I do believe, for the most part, it'll be hard to deny him an automatic shot as long as he keeps winning as long as he's good. Right. He becomes a light heavyweight champion.
0: Right. Man, that'll be interesting if he goes to heavyweight. There are so many matchups there for him that ooh, man, we've been waiting a long time to see stuff like that, you know, like Wideman or Rockhold and stuff like that. So, man, that's that would really change a lot. But that, like you said, that's there's a long time to that. You know, there's, there's a path of guys to get through before that happens. Um, uh, w- One of the biggest fights that are coming up here at UFC 200 is Conor Diaz, right? So my, my, every, everyone obviously is going to have their opinion on who's going to win. You know, uh, can Diaz do it again? Does Conor have a chance? And, and I know that's kind of just... Up to opinion, but my, my question uh, that I really want to ask you about this was, do you think Connor doing this is a bad idea? Because the, and the reason I ask that is because if Connor loses again to Diaz, I feel like. He has to lose a whole it's gonna it's gonna take from his you know from his um his flashy showmanship you know this uh this this all this bravado and everything that he has. I feel like it really starts to dim that light um do, do you agree with me on that that if he loses here, it's gonna really affect his career or do you think that his power his star power is too strong that even with another loss of Diaz it won't affect him greatly?
1: i think uh with every loss, there is a little bit of a partial setback. But guys like himself and Ronda Rousey and John Jones, there's some athletes that when they've already forged all their fame and their, their star power, they're always gonna have it, you know? And take a look at Manny Pacquiao when he got knocked out by Juan Manuel Marquez. You know, they wanted Pacquiao to face Mayweather like five, six years ago. And they couldn't come to terms and then somewhere along the line they both just kept taking fights. Matt Pacquiao got lit up. Well, either way, when he went and fought Mayweather eventually it was became became the highest grossing combat sports event ever. By far. I mean, it killed number two, number right. three, number four. So I think I didn't like the matchup when I first heard it, but now I kind of see why he did it. If he wins, can you imagine the trilogy? Oh I mean, man. If the first one sold one point five and the second one will probably eclipse that because of the magnitude of the C two hundred and the third one will be even more massive. And now he'll carry the, the momentum if he wins. But he, by moving up, I think he's got a lot of that respect that BJ Penn had back in the day, where he moved up, he tested himself, and even if he came up short, you have to respect the fact that the smaller guy went up and tried it. You know? Right. That's something that rarely happens, but when it does, I think there's you know much respect from fans and media. So he uh, he's, he's making sure that it stays at welterweight. Therefore, his lightweight. Record still stays clean, and of course we know he's the featherweight champion, so he will have to come back and, and do that deal. So he's, you know, he still holds the belt going into the fight versus Diaz, uh, and I still think his lightweight stock will be still behind just because of the fact that he's a big 45er. He's got a, he's got the reach advantage over most, and you know he's. I mean, let's just say let's, he's just one hell of a showman. That's yeah. for sure. So I think he'll always be a hot ticket.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I, and I've said before, you know, in, in previous conversations, that you know, it's it's hard to say that Conor isn't one of the greatest thing to ever happen to the UFC, um, because there's you, I'm sure you know people, I know people who maybe aren't really mixed martial arts fans or UFC fans and watch it just because of him, and so you can never, you know, you never can discount that, in my opinion. So you know, like like you said, win or lose, especially because of the weight class jump and everything, I don't think it totally, you know, knocks away his star power, especially because as soon as he goes back to where he holds the title in that weight class, um, he's back to the Conor that we all, you know, fell in love with. So um, I, I agree with you on that. With, with Diaz, speaking of Diaz, if if he does, if he beats Conor again, where do we go with him? You know, wh- what is Diaz's next step? I mean, I just feel like the division that he's in, is so difficult, and obviously we've seen him lose to to guys like Dos Anjos already. You know, it, it, do you, do you think he'll ever go back down in the weight class, or is he gonna stick around at this weight class? And you know, I I can't see him becoming a champion at this weight class. Is what I'm basically trying to get to. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. I don't think you can. I mean, I'd hate to see his legacy die with Connor. Is what I'm it.
0: saying. You know, beating Connor. Yeah, if he
1: beats Connor. See, Diaz is caught up in this whole "give me the whole, give me the super fights." You know, I want to make money because he got a little bit of a taste of it, and he's seen his brother Nick succeed at it. But I think what these guys fail to realize is if they if they were to um, be world champions in their divisions and then go take out those fights, take on those fights, then they'd make even more money because being a champion, mm-hmm. uh, as much as they want to say it's uh, what they call it the other day, fake or phony or uh, <laughs> something like that wait no they said it's a um, I forget it'll come to me they gave it some sort of a term though um, you know they, they, they're saying that because they're nowhere near really a title shot so right. I guess that that's the angle to play I get that but um, you know all the champions are doing way better than when they weren't champions that's a fact
0: right no question you
1: know and and so what I would say is for Diaz he's smart he's you know he's, right now he's going to be fighting a guy that's smaller than him. Uh, he's going to be fighting a guy who was way more prepared than him in the first fight, and now he'll be just as prepared. And he's doing it outside of his division, so he's not really hurting his 55 stocks. Now, go out there, fight Conor McGregor, make some more money. If you beat him, sure, everybody will say, hey, you, you technically fought as a welterweight. if you want to fight Robbie Lawler? But I would, I would decline that. I would say no, because it didn't go well for him when he fought stun Gun. Dong Hyun Kim. It didn't go with it well when he fought Rory McDonald. The size made it. Yep. You know the same reason he's checking McGregor is because he got checked when he went up to 170 himself. So I I, I just I mean I don't know if I guess if they gave him and and they paid him a shitload of money that might not be the end of the world because Mahler at least you know he'll stand there and bang with with Diaz and maybe Diaz will feel he's got like the better boxing but. I would say that Diaz just needs to keep his eye on the way the 55 division unfolds. And if there's somebody stylistically that maybe grabs that title, like Pettis or Cowboy, some guy that likes to stand, then I think Diaz should make a run at that world title. But while Dos Anjos is king of the hill, then yeah, go out there, have these big fights, big fights with people, you know, and and, and, uh, as soon as Dos Anjos is no longer champion, then come back to your division and proclaim yourself a contender.
0: Right. Yeah man, Dosanjos is a monster. <laughs> I'd hate to see Diaz fight him again. I just I don't want to see that matchup. You know, like you said, I think waiting for him to lose that belt somehow some way if that happens anytime soon is, you know, is the best thing for Diaz to do. Um and Lawler versus versus Diaz, I don't know, man. I mean, like you said if he bangs with him, it could be interesting, but Loller, they're all they're all animals, you know, at those at those weight classes, the champs and, and the top contenders. So, um I think it's just a a perfect situation for Diaz right now with Connor, a perfect matchup. And I think, you know, talking about him fighting for titles right now in that weight class is you know obviously getting ahead of itself um but man it's gonna be so interesting to see you know the way it unfolds and then of course aldo and frankie are fighting that same night and so of, of course whoever wins that fight is gonna fight connor you know for his title first um do, do you think a second... Okay, so the mental game is, is a big part of fighting uh, to some, and, and a lot of say it's all physical. Do you, do you think if Conor loses again, that in, in these guys' minds he becomes more beatable and that it actually is a, a, enough of an effect on these guys, like Aldo and and and, Con- and um, I'm sorry, not Conor, Frankie, that it actually affects them, that they can actually... You know, just the belief and and, and the knowledge of seeing him get beat, do you think it affects them enough that it can change the fight for them? Or do you think it's not really that big of a deal as a lot of people make it out to be?
1: A little bit, yeah, because now there's a blueprint. However, they'll have to be honest with themselves and say, can I I replicate what Nate Diaz did? Right. You know, do I. Frankie Edgar doesn't have the type of uh, reach that Nate Diaz has. However, he hasn't taken jujitsu enough and he has the wrestling to get the fight to the ground that he could pose problems for him there, but, you know, at the same time Connor's gonna have a decided reach advantage. So May Diaz was able to get a lot uh get away from some of that because of his, you know, his own reach and length. Uh Edgar can't do that. Edgar would have to find other ways. But yeah, no, I mean anytime somebody goes down, everybody that's in that division within a weight class or two has to get excited. If there's any possibility of them ever dancing, you have to think to yourself, Well wait a minute, if this thing can beat Anderson, maybe I can do it. You know, if, if uh, Diaz can beat McGregor, then I think I got something for him, too. Jose Aldo, it, it, he's, he's tough, man. Tough to read because he's great, but he, uh, you know, I think Connor just broke him down, man, through that fight. What was it called? The uh, international fight press tour they yeah, were Yeah, the fight tour, right. Yeah, he beat him down there, and, and with him in, and that whole injury in the first fight, you know, he beat him down through the media there. It seemed like by the time they actually got to the fight, he was... Uh, Partially defeated, you know, he still had to get knocked out, and Connor delivered. But Jose Aldo will have to, you know, you have to really shake that off mentally, go in there, and and uh, not be too concerned with getting it all back. And by that I mean is by that I mean, um, like in the NBA, if somebody dunks on you and then it becomes a poster, mm-hmm. you know, they, they they call it getting posterized. Yep. Well, the next time you play them, don't worry so much about dunking on him and then creating your own poster. Just win the game, you yeah. know? And eventually on a, eventually down the road, maybe you can post-guide someone else or maybe you can get that guy, you know, on the third fight. But just worry about winning. Stick to what got you there. You know, he's got a lot of speed. He's got good head movement. You know, he, he's got great leg kicks. We saw none of that because it ended in 13 seconds. He got so caught up in trying to knock out Conor McGregor, he played into Conor McGregor. So I think Edgar's got the mental game. And I think he's got a lot of those skills, especially the, the outstanding grappling that he can give Connor trouble. I think Aldo will see that the other guy can be beaten. Now, can I apply all that? To, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, he'll be as confident as Frankie Edgar will be. Um, you know, a lot. I guess it, it, it won't matter. You know how both of them feel because only one of them can fight. Him. Right. Wins that night, and even though Aldo beat Frankie Edgar. A lot of people I've spoken to, including my brother and co-host Goz, a lot of media members, a lot of fighters. A lot of people are early on giving the uh, slight edge to Frankie Edgar in the rematch. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's funny because you know, like you like you know, either one, whoever wins, obviously, is gonna fight Conor next. But you almost still want to see them both get a chance, you know, because obviously, although you know, ten years or or whatever it was, where he had the belt for, this guy, you know, was unbeatable, and to just get knocked out in, in one shot, you'd hate for him never to get another chance at that. But, but. At the same time, obviously Frankie's been waiting for a while. He's earned it. You know, he's beat a lot of the top guys and he's you know he's earned the spot that he's at. And so, you know, there's no doubt that he deserves a shot at at, at uh, Connor as well. Um, but like you said, man, Connor really gets in these guys' heads and 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 it's hard for them not to um, look for that, like you said, a dunk on the guy. It's hard not to look for yeah. that when Connor's constantly, you know, blasting you. Oh yeah, I'm bouncing your head off the you know, off the off the mat and bouncing it like a basketball. Ooh. Like it just it seems to really get to these guys, no matter how much they say they're not affected by by it it always gets you know gets them it's like they can't avoid it that always does yeah he's it relentless I, I think that's what it is i Aldo, think it's his persistence it pays off
1: aldo's got a great uh ground game when he gets you to the ground he just doesn't really have offensive wrestling like others because you know he doesn't have a wrestling background but if he gets you down his jiu-jitsu is really really good so what's conor mcgregor's Achilles feel it's it's, it's jiu-jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. jiu-jitsu defense you know not only did Nate Diaz own him, but others like Joseph Duffy, who's currently in the UFC. That's how he beat him. That's how Conor lost his first fight, you know. And even Chad Mendes had a lot of success on the ground. He just he didn't have the win for it. Um, so, it, you know, Aldo would basically have to bite the bullet and, and check his own ego and say, "Well, hold on a second. I mean, maybe I can get this guy to the ground and continue to to expose that." So, is he more worried about the win, or is he more worried about getting the KO, the uh, the KO, and doing it quick to match what Conor did to him?
0: Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned the jujitsu thing. It's like, I listened to, um, I believe it was Eddie Bravo on a Joe Rogan um, podcast. And he mentioned that um, he, he was saying something to the effect of that Connor is not really as bad at jujitsu as people think. And so it's just, you know, it's weird that he says that. I, I Obviously I respect his opinion and believe him over anything I think, but it's just, it's, it's weird because everyone says, okay, well, if I want to beat Connor, that's what I do is I, now I do jujitsu, but then you got You know someone like Eddie Bravo, who's so um, obviously one of the one of the best jujitsu practitioners out there, and it's just weird for him then to say, "Well, it's not really that bad." But you know, when we we see him in the ring in the octagon, excuse me, it doesn't look like it exists almost. You know?
1: Right. Yeah, it looks terrible. It looks bad. What What I know is that um, I think Bravo's a big fan. I think Bravo is uh, you know McGregor paid him a visit. I think they've only I think they've spoken a few times, but he paid him a visit. So I think there's just a mutual respect and okay think Bravo's probably like looking out for him you know by saying something like that, but anything you know you and I have both seen and everybody else has seen he um he's not very competent on the ground, so you know maybe what him and Bravo have worked on you know in bravo in Bravo's gym you know one on one maybe. He's shown him more there, but you know, in an MMA cage, it hasn't looked that
0: good. Right against others uh, who, are, who are obviously better at that one uh, skill, you know, he just doesn't—he doesn't seem to be able to hang with them at this point. Um, so. I do want to jump over to our, our game that we like to play on here, which is foul or no foul. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. Um, if you know, I'm not. If you're not familiar with it, or, or new listeners aren't familiar with it, basically, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a statement. I'm going to just throw a statement at you that I've come up with, and then if you think the statement is true, uh, you would say no foul. If you think it's incorrect, just say foul. Uh of course purely based off your opinion, so there's no real wrong or right here. Um so the first one I wanna go with is um Holly Holm made a mistake by fighting Misha Tate when she did. Foul or no foul. Foul? foul. <laughs> do,
1: I, do I get to expand on it? Yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Okay, no. Yeah, foul because we know the result, you know, and so we're second guessing her. But uh I yeah, I don't know. See I don't know what drives them. If money drives her, then it's clearly a foul because I think she should have waited out Ronda Rousey. Um, but you know, if you just beat Ronda Rousey the way you did, you got to believe you're untouchable. So I could see what she was thinking. She was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna win my, I'm gonna start my own streak. Right. And and by the time Ronda's good enough to come around, and you know I'll serve her up for the second time. By then I'll have two, three wins under myself. So you know, I'm only saying foul because we saw the result. I think the result, I probably would have said no foul go
0: for it, girl right exactly yeah I mean of course we're all like you say we're all judging her because of hindsight right so we see that she lost yeah. to Misha however you know what we we don't we fail to mention sometimes that she Was like a minute and a half away from beating her, right? So, correct. You know, so it was pretty close, and so it's hard to really, you know, to say she's wrong for that. And also, you know, maybe she doesn't think Misha's on her level. You know, maybe she didn't think that, you know, Misha was as good as she was, or whatever the case may be, and that, you know, she would just get through her and go straight to Ronda. Which, again, like I said, with a minute and a half left, it looked like that was going to be the case. So, um, I can see where if she would have beat Misha and then was waiting to fight Ronda again, that would have been even a a bigger deal. But certainly, I think waiting for Ronda. You know was the right bet and um that leads me into my next foul or no foul actually um which is uh ronda rousey will never be a belt holder again foul or no foul remind me again which one's the truth
1: and which okay one's foul it?
0: means you you don't agree with me and no foul means you agree with it
1: and you think she won't ever be a champion well no the statement again? just
0: in itself is ronda rousey will never be a belt holder again so if you don't agree with that then it's then it's foul um, and then yeah, I'll give mine after that's a
1: foul, right there. foul for sure. That's a foul because yeah, because I've seen her. You know, I mean, look at right now the current champion is a girl that she's two and zero again.
0: So right. I,
1: I'm more of a statistics guy, and and, and uh, you know, as long as she comes back, she's never far away from a title shot. Right. And other than Holly Holm, no one's been able to solve the, the Ronda Rousey puzzle. In fact, no one's been able to get close. So that's why I would lean that way.
0: Right. And we and we all know that Ronda takes, you know, fighting obviously very serious and, and very personal. You know, we, we obviously all know that. And so it, it's hard to, you know, to bet against her in that in that sense when, um, you know, whether it's Holly, whether it's uh, Misha, whether it's Amanda Nunes, no matter who it is, um, you know, it's hard to bet against someone like. Like Ronda, who of course has a proven track record um, and and has been unstoppable before just one fight, you know. But a lot of people get caught up in that. What have you done for me lately? You know, they've seen her lose last, so they just kind of hang on to that. Um, So that's why I threw that one out there. But it wasn't my opinion. I just you know throw these statements out. Um, So the next statement that I'm throwing out there, um, let's see. uh, Weidman will regain his title versus Rockhold in their rematch. Foul or no foul?
1: I'm gonna go with. foul I I disagree I think yeah I think um yeah I just think Luke has the right recipe for getting rid of um Weidman I think I think Luke can match Weidman as good as he is on the ground and I think Luke's pretty tough on the feet too man And, and you know when when one guy has a win over the other one it's pretty decisive I, I tend to still ride with that guy. It's the onus is on the other guy to prove me wrong. So right now, I'll go with Sal. Okay. That's I, I don't I don't even know if it was a wise move for whiteman to just get right back in there. Um, but hey, it's, it's his career.
0: Oh, you think he should wait a little longer?
1: Well, for one, that's a, see. I would I would look at it as take another fight, and you know I don't know. It's tough to say. I guess I'm not in their shoes. But the more I can see of the champions, the better for me. Right. And to go back-to-back back like that, I think the, the huge risk is if you go in two, man, you're fucking isolated.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're
1: off to the side for a long time, so that's a big risk you're taking. And if you had nothing for him in the first fight, well, I shouldn't say that. He did win the first round. But, you know, the way it ended, I mean, he really, really got smoked. So I, I, I don't know. I still think I would want to take a step back and address where he got me, how can I get better. Maybe see another fight out of him, and then go after it. I just don't see what the hurry is to get your belt back. Uh, you know, Weidman would only be one one fight away, so I think if I was him, I would I wouldn't have rushed back so quickly.
0: Yeah, he's always one fight away. Like you said, he's, it's not like he's an old guy. You know, it's not like he's this guy that's on his way out or is trying his last, you know, last shot at, at capturing this. So, yeah, I mean, definitely take a, a fight or two before this. Um, like you said, study him more. Um, I don't know who Rockhold would fight in the meantime. I mean, do you, who who do you think they would throw at him? Do you think they would throw out... Um,
1: uh, at the time, he really wanted Vitor Belfort. Well, yeah, like that's what I was talking I was about saying. earlier. When you lose to someone, you want to get it back. And he was calling out Belfort. Belford just had a shot at Weidman not too long ago, and then he beat Henderson. So at least he got the one win. Um, but because the champion wanted him, there was a chance for that. Romero, if he had tested positive, he was in the mix because he beat Jacare. Now he's only going to be out six months, so he might be in there. Um, so, you know, they could have found something for Weidman. They could have even ran back Bisping now, even though Rockhold beat him pretty decisively not too long ago. I think yeah. they could have you – know, Bisping, I think he's won – two or three or three or four so he's got his own little run going and you know it's not like we've never been forced to have an unusual matchup by Zufa before
0: Right. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to see him fight Belfort, especially, you know, obviously that's that one loss that he holds on to. um and, and and of course, he always talks about it. You know, he always brings it up. He always calls for it. And of course, he says that, you know, Belfort was on steroids or, you know, whatever the case may be and that it would be a totally different fight now. Um, uh, Rock holds an animal, man. I honestly, if, if Wyman can't beat him, I don't see him losing that belt for a while, you know, unless. You know, let's something crazy happens. Like you said, John Jones goes up or something and, and Wade and, you know, goes up against him. I really don't see anyone who match, you know, who matches up well against him. I, I, I like to look at matchups, you know, because I just feel like it's a big thing. You know, sometimes just because a guy beat a certain guy doesn't mean obviously he's going to beat, you know, the other guy for whatever reason. Um, so I think matchup wise, I just don't see anyone who stylistically... Um, you know gives Rockhold a real problem. Do you see anyone besides that really in the weight class currently, besides Weidman? Do you see anyone that you that you think really as a threat to Rockhold right now?
1: Well, let me correct something that you said. You said it earlier, and uh, I didn't want to be an asshole guess it you know, all, <laughs> so I just kind of let it slide. But Rockhold, the middleweight,
0: middleweight, I'm sorry, middleweight, Johns,
1: yes, the heavyweight, light yes. heavyweight. So Johns would be moving down, right? Right, right, sorry, thought they were gonna fight, or Rockhold would be moving up, but um. Let's see here. I think for Rockhold, since he. It's weird because, I mean, Vitor messed him up, right? But yeah. In the, in the rematch, I would lean towards Rockhold. I think Rockhold is really, really confident now in his ground game, in his wrestling. He's really, really worked hard. So uh, I would say that, let me see. Maybe Romero, maybe Jacquare, both guys have improved. Both guys can now strike. Alligator. Allegheny- and they can, uh, you know, Romero can wrestle, and mm-hmm. Jonker is a phenom on the ground. So I don't know that Rockhold could do to Jonker what, what he's done to others, but he might be able on the
0: to ground. You mean, Jacare. right?
1: Yeah. So there's, yeah, exactly. So there's guys that I think would make it close, but I agree with you, Neil. Rockhold looks tough to beat right now.
0: Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, the the last uh, the last foul or no foul that well, I got a couple, two more. The la- uh, one of the ones that I, last one I want to throw at you here for this uh, for MMA was um, after the the latest with Frank Mir. And the uh, you know the test results and everything, um, we'll never see Muir fight again. What do you think? Foul or no foul on that?
1: No foul. No foul. You're right. Yeah, because he's up there in age. By the time he comes back, I think he'd be 38 or 39. Yeah, with
0: a band and everything.
1: And yeah, and I you know I'm gonna put a quick plug for my buddy Richard Hunter. He has the Phone Blue Fighting podcast. And as soon as this news broke, he was able to talk to Frank within twenty four hours so all everything that you hear on their most recent episode was very raw and if you hear Frank near talk, he alluded to him he alluded to it himself. I mean he's really taken this hard, and what it could possibly do to his reputation, his legacy. So, yeah, I, I highly you know, recommend, like, geez, I actually so, listened,
0: I listened to that podcast, I highly recommend it, he even, you know, went into, like, what could have caused it, you know, not remembering, you know, where he ate, all these right. things, you know, that's a, I really recommend listening to that, to, like you said, it was really heartfelt, like, it came from the gut on that one, I, I, I like that, that was a good, good podcast episode.
1: Yeah, so I, as of right now, because I, I do believe that, you saw it as going to be tough to beat for most athletes, I don't know how Romero got, got it reduced six months, you know, I have to really dive into it, see. What it was that he uh, argued, but if if Mir can do something similar and he's only out for six months, then he'll fight again.
0: Like yeah, two only-
1: years that might be a long time. Two years for a smart guy like him. Uh, you know, now the question is, can he uh, can he still go into you know commentating? And, and I say the answer is yes because Chel Sonnen had, you know, um, he was he was caught for performance-enhancing drugs, and Fox loved him, and now he works for ESPN. Right. Yeah, Frank Mir is really, really good at commentating. So, look, if they're going to pay you and you don't have to get your brain scrambled, go out there and do it, man. You already proved yourself you're a two-time UFC champion. You've made a lot of money, you've beaten some tough guys, and if that's the way it ends, that's the way it ends. But uh, I, I think I think the way it looks, Frank Mir probably fought his last fight.
0: Yeah, and he said that he was scheduled to commentate and they told him no, right? I mean, because of this?
1: Right, so what the UFC, I think, does is while all this gets sorted out, everything else gets put off to the side. Their support towards you know, you who is, as a commentator with, with uh, Fox, that probably gets put off to the side. The same thing would happen to Tyrone Woodley or mm-hmm. Cormier or anybody else if they had this kind of a problem, I think everybody everything else would would uh, be like on some sort of a, a suspension until at least they investigate it. and then after that, I guess they' make another decision. You know, um now again they've 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 had people commentate before who have who have had troubles with P E D usage in the past, so it's not impossible. But for right now, yeah, it looks like they've frozen.
0: Yeah, it's tough for him. Ho- hopefully he gets cleared up and um it it just sucks to see guys keep you know, keep testing positive and then saying, Oh, we well, you know, I don't how did this happen? You know, how did this happen? Where I don't know you know, what I, where I might've got this, you know, where this might've gotten into my system. Um, and and you want to believe guys, you know, and you never know, obviously we've seen, you know, in the past things, you know, tests have been wrong, whether they've been contaminated or not handled correctly. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully Frank can get it cleared up and, 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 and solve it. And we see him fight again. But like you said, as it looks right now, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look good, you know, with what we've seen happen with recent suspensions and whatnot. Um, well those, uh, I have one other one that I wanted to throw at you, one other foul no foul. And it is, is not mma related or or ufc or anything and i'm actually i've been running this one on a lot of episodes and i and i get different answers every time and it causes a a lot of debate and so it's just completely random on this one but um uh, you know batman vs superman was recently out i'm not sure if you've seen it did you see that movie i haven't you haven't okay Uh, are you a fan of of batman or the comics or anything at all
1: i'm not the biggest fan okay back in the day i'd say i saw my fair share of the super friends versus the legion of doom and and the old superman and, and batman series
0: so yeah i guess I'm a, I'm a fan okay good so you have so you have enough of a history of it so here, here's the question that have been the the, the faller no foul that i've been throwing out at a lot of people here and I, I get a different answer every time um and it's just kind of a goofy one to throw out there just to see what people say um the the statement is uh batman is not a superhero he's just a rich guy with cool toys Fowler no foul
1: Hmm. Batman is not a superhero. Yeah, the rich man with cool toys. I mean, those toys are pretty legit, though. You know what <laughs> I mean? But you're right. I've often I've often thought about how the hell are they gonna make a movie. All Superman has to do is punch them. Nice, punch them in the outer space. Yep. And the movie's over. Um, but you know, somehow. Look, I'll put it to you this way. I'm gonna go with no foul. I think it's the truth. I think it's the truth but um it seems like with every movie you fit one additional item on that utility belt mm-hmm. so if superman did try and punch him there would be some sort of a, a force field that would crush superman's you know his thrust and his power and, and batman would be able to take the punch punch to the body and next thing you know he's not flat flying in outer space so, i mean that's the beauty of imagination and these movies but yeah you're right i've never really seen much of a skill from this guy yeah you know, he uh he's got the utility belt he's got some wonderful toys like the uh bat boat bad copter bad airplane bat this that that but um he just, it seems to me like he's human in fact why doesn't someone just ever pull a gun and shoot him? <laughs> i don't think there's ever been determined that he's got uh any form of uh body armor on him does he i mean i mean other than his suit and
0: like you said every movie and every time we see him it's a different you know different thing so uh, i guess it depends on which you know which time we're seeing him but no i don't think anyone's ever done the basic the basic move
1: <laughs> yeah my thing would just be well, I, I would hire a team that goes out there and commits a crime and when batman comes to the rescue then i'd have somebody else waiting in the wings to shoot Batman. <laughs> you know so it's almost like you're putting someone out as bait and then once him and robin or or if it's just him, come, just shoot him. I mean, like a sniper rifle
0: like, or something, even from a distance. Yeah.
1: yeah there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah. I ask this question on, on every show. I swear I was going to retire it. But I just, I get different answers every time. And it's just fun to to cause a ruckus. Everyone starts, you know, arguing on Twitter about it and other places. They start debating it. And it's just funny. Um, you know, so I've, heard, I've had different answers all the way from, you know, he makes the average person think they could be a superhero. And that in itself is a superpower. Um to of course all different kinds of debates. I've I've had people pull out Webster dictionaries and tell me the definition of a superhero and you know, is this is this what does this describe Batman to you? So it's always fun to ask that and, you know, see where see where it goes. So uh yeah, that's that's a new a new take on it. So it's always fun to ask that question. I, I swore I was gonna retire, but it just never dies.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's right now it's current, you know, the movie is out there, people are watching it and I'm gonna get around to it soon. But I'll tell you what, early on I thought that the movie made no sense, but then I remembered in the first Superman, all Lex Luthor had to do was put the uh, kryptonite around Superman's neck, and that weakened him. So yep. everybody seems to have that, you know, that, the, uh, the, you know, how we say everyone's got their own kryptonite, and kryptonite happens to be Superman's kryptonite. So the, what made Lex Luthor so smart or so powerful, if you think about it, he wasn't really uh, a superhero. He didn't really have any sort of power, but he had a, a smart brain. You know, he was very devious and dastardly and i think superman uh, batman is pretty smart probably on that level too so if he can incorporate kryptonite somewhere some somehow he's got a shot
0: yep I, I i even heard had one guy say that he has superhero uh super levels of detective skills and and like you said knowledge and things like that so um there's definitely you know different cases to be made both ways and it's just fun to uh, you know to have that debate and, and see where people go with it um so i appreciate well, you saying
1: that seems to be uh chicks what was that? He had a soft spot for, I said, Superman, had his his own kryptonite, in, uh, you know, in air quotes was chicks. He had oh, a soft yeah. spot for Lois Lane. So what I would do if I was Batman is plant a, a girl that um, Superman could get close to and then have her at some point put that kryptonite on I mean, him. Uh, that's a wrap, right? Once he yeah. got the kryptonite on him, I mean, I don't that, believe Superman's done. That's so it. Superman has a couple outs out there. There's some game plans out there for him.
0: it sounds like you already got a list going so who knows we might see a um a new comic or movie from you about how to how to beat batman or superman yeah i I
1: may have to look at that you
0: sound like you're brainstorming some good stuff here well man um you know that's all i really had planned for today We've, we've gone over 50 minutes here um so it's been a blast um, I, I, can't, you know, stress to the listeners enough, you know, to check you out, you know, on MMA um, the serious XM, you know, MMA junkie radio. And, 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 like I said, like when I spoke to you before, um, I've, I've heard you on other places, um, you know, Joey Diaz podcast, other, other places like that, where, um, you, you bring great, you know, information and now the cloud Dodgers podcast. <laughs> so, um, I, I, really appreciate you coming on, you know, uh, there's nobody else I'd rather have on as far as, you know, in MMA regards, you have all the knowledge and, uh, uh I respect your opinion. Opinion, a ton so um, I really appreciate you coming on is there anything that you want to kind of blast out there or shout out or um, you know tell people to check out or anything
1: no, no thank you very much for having me it was a fun chat uh, with you Neil I love the questions and thanks for an opportunity to expose me to your audience uh, our show is Monday through Friday 10am to 12pm Pacific time we're in Vegas we're at the Mandalay Bay Hotel that's why we broadcast, and invite any MMA fans or anybody else who follows the sport to come on down and pay us a visit. And we're on Sirius XM Rush 93. So if you want to learn more about the sport, you know, check it out. We talk to a lot of a lot of fighters. We have a lot of cool guys, fighters, promoters, card girls, you name it, man. And the sport's growing. And you know, aside from that, we talk about other stuff too, man. We, we try to spread our wings a little bit on the show because we do have two hours a day five days a week to burn so uh give us a shot give us a listen we've been in, we've been doing this for a long time and uh we're not going anywhere so thank
0: yeah. you uh absolutely man I, I gotta second everything you said man you, like i said check check them out uh, you tell you have awesome guests on and and you ask them all the good questions and hey maybe you could throw out the uh the batman question at some people
1: I like it. I'm gonna throw it out there.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on. I hope you know we get to talk to you again in the in the, in the future here, um, maybe after some of these big fights uh, pass that we talked about. And uh, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It was a great conversation.
1: Thanks again, man. Enjoy your weekend, and anytime you need me,
0: holler. Absolutely, man. You have a good day. See you, Neil. Bye. Thanks, man. Man, that was a great conversation. Um, so I have so many things that I want to talk about really quick. Um, first, in regards to the conversation, I want to thank George for coming on again. Uh, he, you got to understand, guys like George, he's forgotten more about MMA than we ever, will ever know. You know what I mean? So um, the guy is, you know, the go-to guy when it comes to MMA. So please, guys, check him out again on Twitter at MMA Junkie George give him a follow give him a holler tell him you heard him on the show and you loved it and you hope he comes back soon um number two George is real as fuck okay did you hear this man call me out when I had my brain fart on the weight classes On John Jones Man this dude was like I didn't want to be an asshole The first time But uh, you know He wasn't going to have it You know what I mean So um, I had my brain fart I had my moment And um, you know He was right for calling me out on that And I appreciate that See that's what I appreciate Here at Clock Dodgers Is we appreciate people Being real with us right Um, You know he could have easily Had let that slide And just act like he didn't hear it uh, But George isn't that kind of guy So um, thank you George For keeping it real On the Clock Dodgers podcast Um, Again um, we want him to come back So, guys, please uh, hit him up on Twitter. Check out his radio show. Um, Check out everything. You know, his radio show on Sirius. Um, If you're in Vegas, hit him up. Uh, But, you know, like I said, MMAJunkie.com slash radio. um, Or just hit him up at 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 MMAJunkieGeorge on Twitter. Um, Show him love because it was, you know, really good that he came on here. I really appreciate that. Um, Number two, in regards to MMA... You know, MMA is now legal in the state of New York, which is huge for MMA. Um, So you're going to see some big events coming for that. Um, So, you know, shout out to New York for finally, uh, you know, getting on the bus here. Um, Now, besides that. Right. So besides um, MMA um, and besides George, which again, man, it was it was a great conversation. Um, I wanted to touch on some things really quick. Um, Number one being Kobe Bryant. Thank you, man, for giving everything you got to the sport. Um, now, this is kind of a touchy subject, right? Because some people hate Kobe Bryant. Some people love Kobe Bryant. Some people don't know where to put Kobe Bryant when it comes to the record books, stats, best Lakers, uh, best guards of all time, this kind of stuff, right? I am um, not. I don't really want to argue that right now. It's not the, the time and the place to do so. I, I would like to do it at a later date. Um, but right now in the moment... Um, if you watch that game, it was great. He went out, you know, scoring 60 points. I understand he took 50 shots or whatever it was, 50 plus shots. And people are like, oh, well, you know, 60 points on 50 shots, that's not that great. No, nah, we know, we get it, man. But, you know, he put on a good show, fought to the end. Uh, like I said, he gave the sport everything he could. This is a guy who played through a lot of injuries and whatnot. And, um, you know, the sport is going to miss, you know, Miss Kobe because Kobe is a competitor. Kobe is uh, The walk-in definition of work ethic And so You know guys like that They don't come along every day Right um, We watch constantly in sports uh, Players Athletes And not just basketball uh, Where guys don't have the work ethic They don't have their appreciation For where they're at um, They don't respect the game Okay So um, To have a guy like Kobe Who who put it all out there for the game And, and made it his 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 livelihood his job he made it everything right so you got to appreciate that in in some small way so even if you're you know a laker hater a kobe hater appreciate what he brought to the sport because a lot of people don't do that and we can only hope that uh guys that come in and continue to come into the league bring that kind of uh competitive spirit i don't know if you can match that competitive spirit actually i don't know if we'll see another one exactly like that obviously jordan you know before him Um, was similar in that sense as far as competitive spirit uh but yeah man you know i'm gonna miss the guy playing it was fun to watch him on that same note obviously the same night uh steph curry and the warriors made some uh made some headlines too right we got steph curry breaking a three-point record uh 400 plus in a single game season that's that boy chef curry looking like he's playing a video game. You know, so congrats to him for that. Congrats to the Warriors for breaking the long talked about record, uh, win record that the Bulls, um, you know, owned for, for quite a while, uh, 73 wins in a season. Uh, that, that's nothing to, you know, to, to take lightly. So, uh, we talked about it earlier this year on the podcast, and I said that I did believe they were going to do it, and they did it. So, congrats to them for that as well. Um, a lot of big headlines you know this past week in basketball and of course what better time because the playoffs is here now and um like my boy leif said last week the heat are about to get it in we'll see what they do my magic aren't there so it don't really matter um i'd like to see the warriors repeat they kind of cap off this season you know uh back-to-back championships then 73 win record breaking season steph curry 400 plus three pointers record for a single season it all makes sense so um yeah i'd like to see the warriors do it again but there's so many teams that are deserving uh that are gonna bring it toronto let's see how they do you know this isn't uh common ground for them so i'd like to see them do well and the spurs that's another team i can not root against um i can't root against them you know they just do everything right and they uh believe in themselves they believe in their system they believe in coach pop so i wish them the best as well and we'll just see how things shake out guys you know uh Continue to play your challenges I know halftime it's getting really fun for basketball because now guys are limited with their options right and we only have these uh you know the top of the top of the game right now left in there so I dare you to challenge me I dare you I dare you get your free $10 from promo code CLOCK I dare you to challenge me I'm gonna take your $10 <laughs> I'm just messing around um uh, you win some you lose some but yeah you know so guys just uh Let's, let's continue to enjoy the sports we love, appreciate the sports we love. Um, these things bring us closer together than ever, right? So let's just continue to enjoy that. Shout-out to Kobe one more time for 20 amazing years of basketball. Shout-out to Curry and the Warriors for another uh, fantastic season. We look forward to uh, you know what they bring to the table going forward. And, again, thank you, George. I can't. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, look forward to having you back on. Everybody, remember hit up George Twitter, MMA Junkie George at MMA Junkie George. Hit him up. Let him know you heard him on the show and you loved it. Um, and don't forget, guys, Liquid Spiral, the band in the intro and the outro. LiquidSpiral.com. Uh, they're located in Central Florida. If you can catch one of their shows, follow them on Twitter. Spiral underscore Liquid. And then of course, no halftime download it in your google play store or your itunes app store Uh, and let's get on there and uh let's get on there and have some fun and the very last thing that i want to mention is the clock dodger t-shirts have gone official they are on sale now hit them up on Teespring. just type in the search box clock dodgers or you could just email me hit me up on twitter wherever you want please guys support the brand support the family clock dodgers is what we are let's escape the nine to five mindset together Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.